Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Other persons have been misidentified as Jack Ruby. Under all the available evidence, there is no substantial likelihood that the person the various witnesses claim to have seen with Ruby was in fact Oswald. In addition to probing the reported evidence that Ruby and Oswald had been seen together, the Commission has examined other circumstances for signs that the two men were acquainted. From the time Oswald returned from Mexico, both he and Jack Ruby lived in the Oak Cliff section of Dallas, slightly more than a mile apart. Numerous neighbors of both Oswald and Ruby were interviewed, and none knew of any association between the two. Oswald's work began at eight each weekday morning and terminated at 4.45 each afternoon. Jack Ruby usually remained in his apartment until past 9 a.m. each day. Although both men worked in downtown Dallas, they normally traveled to their places of employment by different routes. Ruby owned an automobile, and the shortest route downtown from his home was via a freeway adjacent to his apartment. Oswald did not own a car, and had at best a rudimentary ability to drive. From his rooming houses on North Beckley Avenue and on Marsalis Street, he normally took public transportation, which did not bring him within six blocks of either Ruby's apartment or his downtown nightclub nor did Oswald's route from the bus stop to home or work bring him near Ruby's home or business. Persons at Oswald's rooming house testified that he regularly came home promptly after work and remained in his room. While in Dallas, he is not known to have visited any nightclub. Ruby was generally at the Carousel Club from 9 o'clock each evening until after 1 a.m., in a few instances, Ruby and Oswald patronized the same stores, but no indication has been found that they ever met at such stores. Ruby at one time frequented a restaurant where Oswald occasionally ate breakfast, but the times of their patronage were widely separated, and restaurant employees knew of no acquaintance between Ruby and Oswald. Likewise, Ruby has held various memberships in the Dallas YMCA, and Oswald lived there for brief periods. However, there is no indication that they were there at the same time. Both Ruby and Oswald maintained post office boxes at the terminal annex of the U.S. Post Office in Dallas, but there is no indication that those facts were more than coincidental. On November 1, 1963, Oswald rented box number 6225, 
his third since October 1962. Oswald's possible purpose has been discussed previously in this chapter. On November 7, 1963, Jack Ruby rented Post Office Box number 5475 because he hoped to receive mail responses to advertisements for the twist-board exercise device which he was then promoting. Although it is conceivable that Oswald and Ruby coincidentally encountered one another while checking their boxes, the different daily schedules of the two men render even this possibility unlikely. Moreover, Oswald's withdrawn personality makes it improbable that the two would have spoken if their paths had crossed. The Commission has also examined the known friends and acquaintances of Ruby and Oswald for evidence that the two were acquainted, but it has found very few possible links. One conceivable association was through John Carter, a boarder at 1026 North Beckley Avenue while Oswald lived there. Carter was friendly with Wanda Joyce Killam, who had known Jack Ruby since shortly after he moved to Dallas in 1947, and worked for him from July 1963 to early November 1963. Mrs. Killam, who volunteered the information about Carter's residence during an interview with an agent of the FBI, has stated that she did not believe Carter ever visited the Carousel Club, and that she did not think Carter knew Ruby. Carter stated that he had not heard of Ruby until Oswald was shot, had talked briefly with Oswald only once or twice, and had never heard Oswald mention Ruby or the Carousel Club. The Commission has no reason to disbelieve either Mrs. Kellum or Mr. Carter. A second possible link between Oswald and Ruby was through Erlene Roberts, the housekeeper at 1026 North Beckley Avenue. Bertha Cheek, the sister of Mrs. Roberts, is known to have visited Jack Ruby at the Carousel Club during the afternoon of November 18, 1963. Mrs. Cheek testified that she had met with Ruby and a person whom Ruby represented to be an interior decorator for the purpose of discussing the possibility of financially backing Ruby in a new nightclub which he planned to open. Mrs. Cheek said she had met Ruby only once, a few years before, and that she had not heard of Oswald until he shot President Kennedy. Mr. Frank Border, the decorator who was present at the November 18th meeting, confirmed the substance of the discussion reported by Mrs. Cheek, and other witnesses established that Ruby was, in fact, seeking an associate for a new nightclub venture. There is no evidence that Jack Ruby ever associated with Earlene Roberts, nor is there any indication that Mrs. Cheek knew of Lee Harvey Oswald prior to November 22nd. Oswald's trips to the home of Mrs. Ruth Payne, at 2115 West 5th Street in Irving, Texas, presented another possible link to Ruby. While Oswald's family resided with Mrs. Payne, William F. Simmons, piano player in the musical combo which worked at the Carousel Club from September 17, 1963 until November 21, 1963, lived at 2539 West 5th Street in Irving. Simmons has stated that his only relationship to Ruby was as an employee, that Ruby never visited him, that he did not know Oswald, and that he had never seen Oswald at the Carousel Club. 
other persons in the neighborhood knew of no connection between ruby and oswald the commission has investigated rumors that jack ruby and lee harvey oswald were both homosexuals and thus might have known each other in that respect however no evidence has been uncovered to support these rumors the closest acquaintances of both men emphatically deny them and ruby's night clubs were not known to have been frequented by homosexuals a final suggestion of a connection between jack ruby and lee harvey oswald arises from the testimony of oswald's mother marguerite oswald when appearing before the commission mrs oswald related that on november twenty third nineteen sixty three before ruby shot oswald fbi agent bardwell d odom showed her a picture of a man she believed was jack ruby and asked whether the man shown was familiar to her odom had first attempted to see marina oswald but marguerite refused to allow marina to be disturbed at that time in the course of marguerite's testimony the commission asked the fbi for a copy of the photograph displayed by odom to her when marguerite viewed the photograph provided to the commission she stated that the picture was different from the one she saw in november in part because the top two corners were cut differently and because the man depicted was not jack ruby the commission has investigated this matter and determined that special agent odom did show a picture to marguerite oswald for possible identification but that the picture was not of jack ruby on november twenty second the cia had provided the fbi with a photograph of a man who it was thought at the time might have been associated with oswald to prevent the viewer from determining precisely where the picture had been taken fbi agent odom had trimmed the background from the photograph by making a series of straight cuts which reduced the picture to an irregular hexagonal shape the picture which was displayed by the commission to marguerite oswald was a copy of the same picture shown her by agent odom however in supplying a duplicate photograph for commission use the fbi had cropped the background by cutting along the contours of the body of the man shown resulting in a photograph without any background unlike the first photograph marguerite viewed on november twenty third affidavits obtained from the cia and from the two fbi agents who trimmed the photographs established that the one shown to mrs oswald before the commission although trimmed differently from the one shown her on november twenty third was a copy of the same picture neither picture was of jack ruby the original photograph had been taken by the cia outside of the united states sometime between july first nineteen sixty three and november twenty second nineteen sixty three during all of which time ruby was within the country end of section thirty seven recording by maria casper I'm at the nail salon. What? I'm at the grocery store. What? I'm at the combination nail salon and grocery store. Wait, she's at the nail salon and the grocery store? I'm at the combination nail salon and grocery store. Groceries through Instacart delivered to my door. I don't have to choose between acrylics and the grocery store.